podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, I'm Gav Jones and thank you for joining us on the Ken7 YouTube channel in post-COVID roadmap England where everything seems a bit more bright. Um, just before I crack on, don't forget to like and subscribe uh, and give this video a, um, a thumbs up if you can. Um, joining me very luckily, is the uh, the lovely Kelly Cates. Hello, this is very weird, because <laughs> I haven't seen you for, I don't know how long, but it's more than 10 years, you know. I know, I know, it's, this is this is mad, because obviously we, we kind of grew up together, we used to hang about yeah. together in this with the same friends and Dave and Paul and all that sort of stuff, so yeah, this is brilliant, but I've been really excited about this, to interview someone who interviews someone for a living, no pressure. <laughs> uh, and then you realise how easy it is. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. So, um, Kelly, I'm going to cast your mind back to 1994. Okay. Um, you picked me up to go and get our A-level results in your Beetle. Oh, <laughs> Daisy. Daisy the Beetle. Daisy. I knew there was a name for the Beetle. I, <laughs> I knew there was a name. Um, and there was that awkward moment when I got my results and it was like BC 2Ds. I was ecstatic and you went, uh, are you happy? Uh, and I was like, I'm really happy. Yeah. Whereas you got like four A's or something and you were like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, at that moment, was there any thought at that moment about you going into the career that you've ended up going into? No, I mean, you know that. I was sort of yeah. going to go the whole sort of university, see what And I didn't really have a career in, in mind, but I was going to go off. Actually, at the time, I think I was going to go off and do chemistry at Glasgow. And then I changed that to maths after the, the first year because I was terrible at practicals. <laughs> I kept going into the labs and they go, and you should have, you know, 3.2 grams of whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> not what I have. But it's the easy bit. Well, that's what I thought. I thought, oh, that's the bit that whatever happens, that'll be fine. Anyway, I was better just working on the theory and not the practice. <laughs> so, um, and then I went into maths and then I thought, well, what will I do with the maths? Uh, and... I don't know. I sort of vaguely had some kind of idea of going to do something in the city, but I didn't really know what people did in the city. <laughs> and I was sort of sitting there waiting for inspiration to strike. And then because it was a, a Scottish university, it was a four year degree. And before the end of my fourth year, I um, went down to do an interview with Sky because they were starting up Sky Sports News. And they said, oh, come down and um, do an interview. And I sort of applied and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at the time they were just screen testing everybody. Like, mm. Anybody who worked there got a screen test. And um, they went, oh yeah, that'd be, so do you want to come and start working for us? And I was like, I could stay on, finish my degree <laughs> and do something I don't really want to do and have no idea what it's going to be. Or I could go and work in telly and talk sport all day. <laughs> so I thought that, that seems better. <laughs> and in my head, I was thinking, I could, I could always go back to it if I wanted to. I've done yeah. most of it. I could always go back to it. And then I was never, never going to do that. <laughs> and, and the thing is, if it was my kids now, I'd be like, no, 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 no. You have to finish it. Get that, get that out of the yeah, way. And then totally. you've only got a few more months. You'll be fine. But, and I would never, ever, ever advise anyone to do it. But I think kind of at 45, <laughs> I've sort of lost the momentum for going back to finish off my degree. <laughs> <laughs> well, so when did you when did you start getting excited about that as an opportunity having not been you know not grown up thinking that's what I want to do this just presents itself in your lap and you think hang on a minute this 
Yeah, I think I, not until not until it came up as a as an option, really. Because when we did, do you remember the BT ad that I did yeah. with my dad years years ago? And then there were people sort of saying, "Oh, there are opportunities around that." She's been on, and I was like, "And nothing I ever heard of." Like it was one of those things that was oh, um, and then I think probably that was the first time anybody had ever said, "You know, what about doing something in the media?" And I was like. Didn't, and again, just sort of dismissed it, didn't think anything of it. And then I sort of started thinking, oh, mate, it, it sort of planted a seed really in mm. my head. Not that I want to go and be an actor and yeah. do that. <laughs> because I wasn't, I wasn't good. I wasn't good at it. I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't good at being on the telly either, being oh. a presenter. No, but, but, I, but I had no experience. Yeah. I wasn't. But because it's Sky Sports News, they, um, nobody did. Hardly anybody had. So they gave us like a week's course, a week's intensive course. The really lovely man called Ed Percival. And he taught us in a week a sort of crash course in how to read out loud, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but but the thing is, I say that, but actually he, what he taught us, certain things that he taught us during that time that I still have in my head now. So that's right. 1998. Yeah. And there were still certain things that I, I keep at the back of my head about, you know, how to get someone to open up or how to kind of work out if somebody's a visual person so you can kind of tap into how their memory works and things okay. like that. I don't I don't use it very often, but occasionally little bits of it will come back to me. But it's been like tone of voice and, and speed of, you know, of question, I guess, and, and stuff like that. Is that, is that the yeah, type of thing and, that you did in that first Yeah, thing? I mean, to be honest, I was 22 and clueless and I just, it was more... From my point of view, it was more just, it just calmed me down. Because right. I just would go on and go, right. and he was like, when we, when we do these kind of run-throughs, he went, it feels as though, because we had little kind of meetups afterwards, and he went, it feels as though when you go, and, and we didn't broadcast to anybody, it just went out in the building, and yeah. nobody watched it, so it was fine. Um, and he said, it feels as though, you know, an hour or two into it, or however long it was, that you start to calm down. And I was like, yeah, I do. So he, he sort of said, well, you need to start like that, and work out what's going through your head. And it was just all really, really simple, sort of ba basic things about being more comfortable on camera and little kind of, um, I don't know, there were little sort of tips, but he was, he was um, a brilliant um, psychologist as well. So he would, he would use all those kind of tips and tricks for us, but also for us to, to use in an interview mm. situation. I mean, I say that like that's that's all going through my head. It's not. Yeah. It's like it's a bit like you know when you learn to drive a car and you've got if you've got a really good instructor, they tell you all these things that you can do, and then you get on the road and you just drive. It, yeah. It's like that. Right. But there's okay. still sometimes those little bits of advice in the back of your head. Well, Sky Sports News would have been a baptism of fire for you. I mean, I I can't mm -hmm. imagine how hard it was. I mean, you were mornings, weren't you? So I think you. Yeah. I remember you going at like three o'clock in the morning or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I mean, that that must have been, a, a, a baptism vibe, B, a great learning experience for, yeah. what, you know, where you are now. I mean, you, you, do you look back on that and think, you know, if it hadn't have been for that difficult sort of run at that stage, then I wouldn't maybe have, have been progressed as quickly as you has. Yeah, I mean, it, it was difficult in the in that, um, in that I obviously just moved down to London, as you know, and... I was working on a Sunday morning and like and getting up at three, four o'clock in the morning to go to work, which meant that effectively put pay to any Saturday nights. And then yeah. 
and then Friday nights, like people would be working till later on on a Friday night in like office jobs and things like that. Um, and so it, it meant that my social life sort of grew around my workmates because they were all on weird hours as well. Yeah. So there was a lot, it was really hard to keep in touch with friends at that stage because, so on a, on a social side of it, 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 it was hard in that sense in terms of adjusting. I did that for the first 18 months, I think. But then the, in, in a work sense, it was just, it wasn't like proper work because although we were getting all our hours in, which you just wouldn't get that anymore, you know, they talk about these 10,000, and I don't think the 10,000 hours is as big a thing as, as they say it is. But To become an expert at something, is that what yeah, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but just the amount of hours we got in front of, um, in front of screen, just, pra- I mean, it, in theory, it was proper telly, like we were making telly. But in reality, it was just practice, 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 practice right. the whole time. And we were working with young new directors and new producers. And so lots of things went wrong which we just thought was sort of par for the course. And yeah. it just it just meant that I feel like now I can go in and have a really busy gallery in the background with loads of people sort of chatting, but that's, I grew up with that. So that doesn't, <laughs> I grew up with people sort of talking about the holidays in the back of the gallery and sort of going, oh Christ, you better get, they're like sort of buzzing through and sort of going, listen, you better, you better stop reading out the horoscopes because you're coming back and vision in about three <laughs> seconds. And it was, it was just, we were just young and messing yeah. about. It was really, I loved that time. Um, so, so I had a little look before and you, you started at Sky Sports News, but then if you don't mind, you did the big breakfast, GMTV. Well, only once. I only did that on once on the Millennium Night. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So then GMTV, the Olympics, yeah. the World Cup, Channel 4, ESPN. I mean, it keeps going on. Satanza, yeah. Sky, uh, Radio 5, Live Talks. But I couldn't believe it was that much. I mean, it's, it's incredible. What, what have you taken from each medium you know obviously done radio and tv and and then and then obviously progressed on to being the anchor i guess yeah but when when you say that you forget how much it is i feel the same way when i go and look at it because i think (laughs) i I look at it and i think that's that's the cv of a (laughs) grown-up that's the kind of person i don't think i am and you and you like that's that's like a gabby logan or a claire balding or a you know like well that's, that's but no, but that's, I look at it and I, or, or, um, or an Eleanor Aldridge, that's like a proper grown up. And, and I, I look at it and I'm like, oh my God. But it's, it's one of the best things because it really, I did Sky Sports News for eight, nine years and then left. And that's when I started doing loads of different bits and pieces. Mm. And you're right, you, you do take something from everything that you do. But um, it's also, it, it's just, you learn so things like Sky Sports News. You do these kind of two, three-minute interviews, and then when you leave, you can go and sit down with somebody and maybe talk to them for half an hour. And you realise you ask different questions. You yeah. kind of you have, to, and so you sort of you start to sort of structure your interviews a bit differently. Or like when I went to do the America's Cup, which was ridiculous. That was like three months in Valencia doing sailing. I, I know seeing, nothing about sailing. I remember seeing you on that and going. What? Oh, wow! <laughs> is this? I mean, I know she grew up in Southport, but <laughs> it's like sitting there on the marine lake every weekend. <laughs> but, I mean, it you wasn't like have, you must have. Well, they said, there. I said to them, "Look, I've not. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know anything about sailing." And they said, "We don't want you to be an expert. We want you to be one step ahead of the viewer because we know that most people watching won't know much about sailing." Okay. So 
that was it was a it was a real learning curve but because we went over to Valencia and because we stayed down in the in the port in Valencia they had all the different bases where all the the teams were and because we were there before the America so it's the Challenger series which is the one on just now that Ben Ainsley's team have have just missed out on which is the Prada series now and it was the Louis Vuitton so we went for the last stages of that and you kind of get to know everybody because there aren't many other media there so you get to know everybody and they're really helpful and then when it starts getting to the business end of it, they go, oh, we like those people because they were there from quite early on. <laughs> so they're nice to you. Right. So we ended up, I know this is meant to be about, you know, what did you learn professionally, whatever, but we had a ball. <laughs> we had <laughs> the best time. We had, um, we ended, I was at a party on the roof of one of the bases and we got taken out. I, I, I got to go out on the American boat and they took me out on a race, on an actual race in New Zealand. It was amazing. And then when, um, Spain won, they came down the, the canal and there was a bar at the edge of the canal, so obviously I was in the bar. And then as they came along, the, the um, PR, the, the communications girl, went, she went, come on, come on, come on. So we all jumped on, like the cameraman's there with his camera. We've all jumped on their boat for the last kind of little lap back to the base. And there was a Chinese team and they only won once because they were brand new to it. And they were sponsored by what to say Hennessy <laughs> so, we, so we're like oh can we come and film you know you've got a race <laughs> and then you go in they're like do you want a drink we're like yeah that would be, we probably should it's the sponsors and <laughs> it was honestly it was fantastic but it was also genuinely brilliant to go and work on something that I didn't know anything about but then you realize where the, the similarities are like there was a big row um between the two America's Cup finalists and this the the guy who ran the, the New Zealand team was really wily and he had that, he felt football to me. He felt like a sort of, and he started having a go at the, the Swiss team, Alinghi, about um, something that wasn't quite right on the boat. There was some tiny mechanical, whatever. And I remember interviewing about it and I was like, I said, is there really something wrong? And he went, what? And I was like, is it I said, do you not? I said, is this part of you just trying to put them off and doing that? And he's like, yeah. and, and you think it's just the same. Like it's, yeah. it, sport is the same across the, across the board, really. But it, it was just, yeah, that was brilliant fun. Just, um, I, I don't need to go into massive detail, but I'm, I'm really interested. I think other people... Well, don't tell another story like that, please. It's really boring. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, but your day. So let's say you're doing... Uh, Sunday or you do Friday nights yeah. as well don't you yeah yeah what's your day like how does that work so it's the thing is it's not really it is a bit about my day but it's it's more about the rest of it so because I do like normally my normal sort of week it's, it's easier to do it that way on a Tuesday I'll do the radio so they'll usually be either Premier League Championship or Champions League or you know the big, big EFL night so I kind of I do a bit prep for that in the in the build-up to the Tuesday then on the Thursday I do stuff for PLP which is the international coverage thing right. where we talk about we do like an hour and a half show with Ian Wright where we have guests on and we talk about the big stories that are around at the time right. not a preview not anything just so you do a bit around those stories and then I'll maybe do the Saturday game so that at the moment is in before the three o'clock kickoffs and then stay till the end of the eight o'clock kickoff yeah. so there'll be the preps of the guys send out these stat packs that you sort of go through and the producer will send a running order and maybe like if there's a vt or something he'll send a bit of script so it fits the pictures or okay. whatever or you, and then you speak to him and you chat through 
what you're going to talk to the guests about and that kind of thing. So it's the days, the days all sort of knock on into each other. Mm-hmm. So you don't do one big whack of prep for mm. a game right. or a okay. night. It kind of all, you sort of top up what's already there. Okay. So there's a, there's a base and then you kind of just, you add, add a bit to it for each game. But this season, oh my God, it's, I can't work out what day it is. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Nightmare. I, can imagine. <laughs> I just don't know. And it's just, you, you just constantly game after game after game. And are, are, yeah. you, are you, are you, forgive me, I don't know whether I can ask this, but are you, are you freelance or are you salaried? How, how does that work? Long-term contract with okay. most people. With, and most. it's different people. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be like a couple of years. So right. with the BBC or with, IMG who do the Premier League coverage or with Sky. So it's all, all different bits and okay. pieces. Um, all right, so I want to ask you this. Uh, there's been a lot written, especially on social media by men, about women commentators, women pundits and stuff like that. And personally, I think most of them are better prepared than the, the old football pros who just sort of come on and yeah. talk. You know what I mean? What, where, do you, where do you see that argument? What, what's what's your, your, your feelings on it? I think... Um, there is what I, ha- I think where it started from was Alex Scott going on doing the World Cup on the BBC. And yeah. I think what happened was initially there was a brilliant reaction to her because she went in and she got because she was new, she got given sort of less prominent games because that's what you do. You kind of work your way up to the, yeah. the big occasions. And she found she I can't remember what it was. It was something like was it, it was a. A small country, small country sounds patronising. You know what I mean? It was a small country, and she said something like, "Well, they are vulnerable from set pieces or something. They concede X." And everybody went, "God Almighty!" You know, because it felt like that was groundbreaking. It was like, "Oh my <laughs> God, she's read, she's read the information that's been gone to." Which and is it was, ridiculous, isn't it? Which is ridiculous. Yeah. But that was, and I'm, and I'm massively doing Alex down there. That's not, that's not saying that's what she did. But my point is that's everybody picked up on it was something like that and everybody picked up on it and then there's always going to be a sort of backlash to it and then there was a backlash and now every time anybody talks about female pundits then they Alex always gets brought into it for some mm. reason even even if she's not anywhere near the the situation so yeah, of course. but I think I think there are some excellent female pundits I think there are some fine female pundits I don't think there are any that are actively bad. You don't get on if you're, if you're actively bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think there are some excellent male pundits and some absolutely fine male pundits. So yeah. I kind of, I think that's, I think that's the when you know you're getting closer to equality. It. Yeah, but I think, I think that's when you know you're getting closer to equality is when yeah. you don't get hammered just for being all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not everybody's going to be brilliant. It's not going to, you know, you don't have to be brilliant to be, that's just sounds terrible. You don't have to be brilliant to be a pundit. You just have to be good at your job because most people won't be brilliant. Yeah, and the, yeah, the whole idea of that is to give an insight to the people watching who aren't like from a tactical background or don't have yeah. an inside knowledge. That's what they're there for, isn't it? To give people that extra step. What you said, one step forward, sort of thing. Yeah. For um, yeah. so. And, go on. And I think that's where the, I think that's where the, there are definitely differences between having played in the women's game and having played in the men's game and there are differences in having played in WSL or in I don't know 
the, the, the championship in a, in a team battling relegation of the championship or something, you will have different challenges. Anyway. Mm. But the, the trick with any pundit is to get the best out of them and the best information out of them because they, not everybody knows everything. Mm-hmm. So if you have somebody on who's only ever played in really successful teams, they're not the ones who are going to tell you what's needed when a team's battling relegation. Yeah. So everybody gives you something different. Not, yeah, of course. You know, to, to expect one pundit to be able to do everything is is very rare. It always makes me laugh when they get a pundit that's played for both teams. Yeah. <laughs> it's like two for the brighter one. I cannot tell you how much stick there is. And certain teams are worse than others for it if they don't have an ex-player who's oh, represented. Really? Oh, my God. People get really arsy. Really? Like, really arsy. Well, how can they possibly have it? It's like, okay, but point to something that is actively not right that's been said about your team yeah. or point to something that is you know that they've said that you think is biased to get mm. it's, it's not it's a general oh they just seem a bit they just seem a bit miserable if we score you know <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't care that much about like your team it's, no. it's, <laughs> it's, and i know you want everybody to care about your team as much as you do but that's not the job mm. neville and carragher yeah yeah uh, they're the exceptions to that because <laughs> but then to be fair to them they will only do that if the other one's there to balance it up or if right. there's someone else there to balance it they mm. don't like i think Cara mate Cara's probably done it a couple of times with liverpool in the title winning season but not when it's been against a direct rival mm. i think um but when when gary and Cara do say man united liverpool then it's i think it's all right then if yeah. they show their allegiances because the other person balances it out. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, most people watching you would know that you, your allegiance is to Liverpool, I guess. So, I mean, do yeah. you find that hard to, to show that, to be to make, make, be like Switzerland, I guess? You yeah. know I mean? <laughs> no, it's weird because when I'm working, I don't feel like that. It's not the same. Right. And it can be it can be different during the 90 minutes than it can in yeah. in. in because you go into work mode and because I'm not being asked what I think I'm yeah. just sitting thinking right what's the story what's what do I want from yeah. each of the guests that so it's it's not it's not that hard and then there are other times like um I've worked on the radio for the Barcelona 4-0 and it was Alan Shearer was the guest and Ian Dennis was was commentating and then you get those moments where you go oh my god like this is actually the story. Like, it, 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 there isn't, there isn't, I can't go too far on this. Yeah. I don't have to rein anything in. This is just this. And, and you can just kind of ask the story, ask them to tell the story, but it's sort of echoing what you're feeling as well. That's good. So Gar- uh, Neville and Carragher, what are they like to work with? And you've got to tell me about oh, the walking off thing. thing. You must get asked about <laughs> the thing all the time. Yeah, I, I, they are they're great to work with? Because, and the reason they're great to work with is because they are, they are so enthusiastic. I mean, like to the point almost of being a bit annoying sometimes. <laughs> and they're just like, at the last, like, can we not do this? Can we not do this? Can we not get a helicopter to go up and get a shot of us abseiling down the inside of the ground? And we'll, and we'll, and we'll have the chairman on the, you'll be skydiving next to me. And we'll be like, oh my God. But um, they, they are, but, but they are so enthusiastic. They're so well prepared. They are. They are just brilliant, brilliant to work with. And they really, um, they take, the, the whatever you're working on, they take it personally. They take it as a kind of reflection of them. So they want everything to be brilliant. Right. And um, so it's it, it's just great. And the walking, the walking off thing, they, we, we'd rehearsed it. 
And Gary's not great on like talk back and things like that. He's fine. Like he can do it, but it's like he, he just he, it needs to be quite um, like some people have full open talk back, some people don't, except but he has talk back's what's going on in your ear, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. So he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't have the full range okay. of voices in, in his ear. So we've rehearsed it and because we work together a lot, we when we rehearse, we do we sort of it's like a technical rehearsal, so it's more to kind of well, this is where we're gonna be and that's where you're gonna go and the camera's gonna follow you here and whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> so we do this thing and in this, I think we maybe did it in the rehearsal where I asked, I said some, I made a statement to Gary and he said, yeah, and then turned around and, and I said, I sort of said, and you're gonna go and interview Ralph Haas and Hootle now. And he goes, yeah, turns around and off he walks with Karen. But when it actually came to doing it on air, I asked him a question. I sort of said, um, I don't even think it was a question. I might have said, like, it'd be interesting to see what the, ma- what the manager has to say or whatever it is. And he goes, yeah, and turns around and walks off. <laughs> At which point, and Kara sort of goes with him because somebody, like in his ear, somebody's gone, okay, Gary, you can go now. Right. Not like, don't answer the question, just turn right. and go. But he's taken it as, okay, that's, I can go now. So he's just gone. See, but the, yeah, worst, the worst part of it was, everybody then starts to laugh. Where's, where's he going? Right. Oh, right, he's off then. So they, and then the cameraman, on the, you know, the steady camera thing they wear over yeah, their shoulders yeah. and they're kind of, so he's sort of backing off around the thing. But because he's trying to keep up with them, I'm still in shot in the background, which is that, hello, so he's like, around, and all I can hear is the director and the producer, like crying, laughing, just going, still see you, Cal, still see you. <laughs> still in vision. Still a vision. <laughs> yeah, still, still see. Just, just keep looking. <laughs> anyway, didn't think anything of it because it's the start of the program. We do an hour of build up. We do the game, and get up the next day. And I sort of went to look. So I never look on my phone or I never look at Twitter or anything really after after work for lots of reasons. And um, I just I went on the next morning and I was like, what's going? Somebody got really. Oh my God, what's gone on? How this is just ridiculous. This is a woman in a man's game. This is what happens. I was like, no, no, that's <laughs> this, this is not. This is just this is just not what that is. We like anyway. It was all. Um, it all makes sense. It's all fine. Now. It all makes yeah. sense now to me that that he, he's got it right. Okay. Yeah. Totally yeah. Off you go. Okay. <laughs> it's actually really funny that you've asked a question and he just walked off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, also, I was sitting there having asked him a question. And he's just turned around and I'm like, what, what, what are you doing? <laughs> Where are you going? The, the brilliant thing was that you, you, you got your own back. They gave you that, that answer like, uh, in the next game, which was fantastic. Yeah. For the, was pro, that... It was the promo, I think, for the Manchester Derby. But okay. we did it. And, and the, um, the thing came through from the, the um, guys in promos. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I think it may be, you know, it might be a bit late. We've left it a bit long. It's just going to be a bit like, oh, is it just milking it a bit? Is it a bit of an end joke? Anyway, turned out no. It was no, still not funny. at all. <laughs> not at all. Right. Not yeah. at all. It was brilliant. Yeah. So um, obviously, we're a Liverpool podcast. Um, mm. I've got to ask you about Liverpool. Yeah. So we're it's hard times at the moment. Yeah. Um, what do you think? What do you think is going on? Uh, have you got any any <laughs> insight? Do you know? I think what what I what I ha- what I do think is something that I'd be really disappointed if any of the pundits I was working with gave this answer because you're like you want. 
definitive, strong answers. I think it's I think it's just that there isn't an answer. I think it's a million different things. I think getting all your centre backs injured and only having three is, yeah. is an issue. Having both stand-ins injured at the same time yeah. is an issue. Yeah. Those stand-ins missing from midfield is an issue. Yeah. Yeah. And then having the kind of relief release valve for the front three in Jota being injured yeah. is an issue because then yeah. they can't get time off. Yeah. Your full-backs can't get time off because you can't have a different back four. Yeah. You have 18 different you know, centre-back posts, but you can't yeah. have a different back four every week. So that would just make things even worse. Um, Alisson was out for a bit, but then he, I don't know how he, he looked before even he was injured. It all just looked a little bit kind of... Fr- the come-down of winning a title with all of that for the first time in 30 years, not being able to celebrate it, coming back, starting to get the fans back, having a little bit of excitement and thinking, oh my God, we're going to get a chance to celebrate this now. Mm. And then nothing, yeah. like all just feeling flat. And I think you can't, and, and this is this is the same for everybody. I've been in grounds and I cannot tell you how weird it is being in the ground without a crowd there. Your dad it's said just, it was eerie. Eerie is true, but also flat. It mm. just, you just don't, you don't get on that wave. You're just not riding that wave of the game. Yeah. And it's even like I've been at games where there's been no, nothing really riding on it or anything, but you just don't, you just don't feel it in the same way. Even things like the build up to kickoff, normally you're waiting and as we're sort of pitch side building up, you hear the crowd and it starts to, and then the, you know, the PA system comes on and then nobody can hear anything and it's, and it's chaos and, you feel everything starts, but we get excited and you kind of, you, you're at that level. It's just, it's just not the same. And, and it's, it's the same for everybody and yeah. in that sense. But I sort of think it's, it's just all those little bits all, all put together. There's nothing, I don't think there's any sort of silver bullet. Let me ask you something quite hyperbolic. Yes. Do you think this is going to, this, we've had a little inkling I think fans have been taken for granted in the past. Mm. Premier League, clubs, the FA have had a little inkling of what football's like without fans. Do you think this is going to have ramifications in the future in terms of the way fans are treated? I would hope so. Yeah. I think that there, there are a couple of things. One is, to be sort of slightly pessimistic about it, is most people around the world watch the Premier League on telly and on telly you can have crowd effects and it doesn't feel as weird. Mm. Um, so I think that's, that's the sort of more sort of pessimistic, as- pessimistic, aspect, pessimistic aspect of it, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, but I think you're right, it, it cannot, I think... Um, Maybe individual clubs will appreciate their supporters a lot more because they'll mm. see the difference. Yeah. They'll see the difference in the team and especially teams with fire in their bellies. You know, there, there are definitely teams who benefited. Mm-hmm. You, look at, you look at West Ham and, and that move to the, the London Stadium. You know, the, the West Ham fans hated that. They yeah. still hate that stadium. Yeah. You know, and it does feel weird, but, but um, it feels... There's a, there's a brilliant article on this by... Um, John Nicholson on the Football 365 website and he talks about this and he's like 
one solar stadium is the same as any solar stadium. It doesn't really make any difference. So it sort of levels the playing fields for them a bit in, in that way. Plus, I think David Moyes has done a really good job. It's not taking that away, but it's another, yeah. another factor. Yeah. I think I think there will be there definitely will be clubs where the, where the fans will be will be more appreciated where where the players will there, there will be players I think who'll think oh, I've missed that. Yeah. You know, the league will be players who'll be dreading fans coming back because they'll be like every time they lose the ball. Oh, there's, there's a few players getting an easy ride. Groan. Yeah. Chorus of groans. Yeah. Listen, yeah. you're very busy, so I'm going to let you go. What are you what are you up to? Oh, today? I've got homeschooling. I've, yeah. I've already put. I've already. One's, one is on Zoom classes all day, so that's fine. Or, you know, Google Classroom Meets or whatever they are. And then um, my little one's got, um, she's got a couple of classes here and there. So I need to kind of be around for her to make yeah. sure. So nice, though. So nice when the teacher goes, I'll take this lesson. You're like, thank you. Thank you. It's a hard graft. I, I've, I've watched my daughter change personality in the last few months. She's Really? Yeah, because she's normally very happy and gregarious and 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 she's become she's got attitude now oh yeah that's age as well though How well, old is maybe she? maybe but no she's she's lovely but i did maths i do maths and then Gemma takes over so yeah. um it's good oh the english is awful like the english lessons yeah. are so boring yeah it's yeah so dry i yeah. hate it I, to- I totally agree with you but listen i'll let you go sorry <laughs> can you tell i don't talk to adults much <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Go on, sorry, carry on. Thank you very much um, yeah, for, uh, you. for chatting to me. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Gav. I really enjoyed it. And um, if you're watching this um, on YouTube, give us a little like and a subscribe. I don't know what's, what my finger's all about, but yeah, <laughs> apparently the stuff's there. Yeah, it's like, subscribe anyway. <laughs> but uh, Kelly, thank you very much. And, um, thanks, Gav. Cheers, thanks. Sports Social Podcast Network.